Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Bullshit Detective podcast. My name's David Brown and today I've been talking to Den Adams. Now Den is a student of Jungian psychoanalysis. Uh, he's, been, he's going to be starting his degree I think next year, early next year. Um, we've had a few chats in the past and we decided to record this conversation which was basically about validation and well why people have this need to look to others to validate themselves. Um, why so many choose that route rather than looking inward and I suppose validating themselves but anyway have a listen hope you enjoy it Uh, do remember to subscribe to the podcast so you can catch future episodes and I will catch you briefly at the end cheers now hello Dan hi Dave how you doing I'm good I'm really good yeah um, had a good day with my daughter yesterday and then obviously um, like I posted on LinkedIn, there was uh, always a little bit of nerves before something like this. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. got house to myself. Mrs. has gone out. So, yeah, good to good to start off what we spoke about and take off where we uh, left off from last time, I think, Dave. Yeah, so just to, I mean, put a bit of context around it. I mean, we've, we've, had, a, we've had a couple of chats, actually. Um, and, well, something that you're into is, is Jungian... Um, psychoanalysis, psychology, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, so, in the context of that, you're the expert in this conversation. I know you, you read not, a lot about not, it. And not an expert. Uh, the the whole the whole the whole idea behind, I think, with the Jungian psychology is, is a lot of his teachings are misunderstood. It's actually, and um, he was, it's it's about wholeness. It's about our imperfections and, and being human. Um, yep. With no answers and opposites and. You know, the basis of his work was about opposites. That's, um, you know, it could be or could be not, um, which I think a lot of people misunderstand his work. It's actually, he was a great ambassador for experience, relativity, yep. um, and obviously secondary, secondary and deconstructed information. And I think a lot of it is confused because, like, it, like we've spoke before, people want answers, but with answers is, you know, with security, it's the... You know, it's the fear of the unknown that, um, and not knowing which which gets us enough. So, um, but definitely not an an, an expert. Um, well, you know, I'm I'm learning every day from making mistakes and the mistakes. Yes, yeah. I, I suppose I suppose I mean an ex- expert in the context of you and I. <laughs> you know more about it than I do. Um, yeah, but, and I, and I suppose you know my my interest in it is that it 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 does kind of fit with a lot of my thinking. You know, the hashtag embrace your shitness. Um, um, and, and the, well, the conversation today was, was going to be around validation. So that all sort of fits in, in that we, we live in this world where certainly with social media, we're being presented with more and more, um, examples of supposed perf- perfection. Um, and, and as you say, people are looking for answers. And for, to me, that is often around, they're not willing to take responsibility for, themselves their own lives their own thinking um and i think there's a lot of misunderstanding about what the purpose of things like coaching and psychotherapy and and, and all that are, are really about and and i think for me that is about acknowledging actually that we're not perfect and we've got this, all this stuff going on exactly um, that. that that we don't really understand i think i think it, it's not a case of uh, you know in my, in my view and my own experience a lot of it's to do with heart and it's to do with love and love and then imperfections. 
Um, yeah. And then obviously what lays in the back, in the background of, you know, you have to go back into your childhood. I mean, like I said, I, I only came to a call to wake up and finally grow up when I was faced with going to prison and the thought yeah. of never seeing either doors of again. And when I was in court, I was ready to be sent down. And I'd been before, but at this point in my life, um, I prayed to God and said, if you can get me out of this one, I will become the best possible version of being a human. And I still stand up to, to, to the day. Yes. Um, and I started rooting around and, and, and reading and training. I, I pulled myself away from everything. And I'll never, ever comment on something unless I've experienced it. And I, I still stand that I'm just as broken as everybody else. And yep. So when I look at somebody, they have to be accepted because you accept yourself. So when I see somebody or you see it all over LinkedIn where people are, you know, they're, they're, they're cutting people's opinions down. Now, this again is the validation is, is you, you're cutting somebody's experience from life. And you see a lot of domestic abuse because of this very same thing, because people aren't being experienced. Now, if you can give somebody and accept somebody for who they are and getting to know them, you offer them the profound experience of being them, which gives them their strength and dignity themselves to figure it out rather than pushing it onto them. And that's the beauty of Jung and psychology is that it's neutral we're not given our we're not given our side of the story because the word psychology in itself means logos, which means the account of. So everybody is telling their own story. So you can imagine, I don't really want to uh, knock any other forms of psychology, but if you look at CBT for instance, for instance, it gives the positive affirmation and it likes to contain the behaviour. And no behaviour can be contained because. Everybody is telling a different story. Everybody is diverse in their values from how they're raised. So we can go either one or two ways, Dave. We can either judge, which is easy to do, or you can think or analyze, as you put it. And that's what's gone on in their life to make somebody be like that. And the only way through that, uh, Freud and Jung said, the basis of psychoanalysis is love. So like you said, um, when you say embrace your shitness, which I love the term, Dave, it's really refreshing. It's another spin on shadow. And I think a lot of people that are probably be listening go, well, what the hell is a shadow? And it's like you said, you've got to embrace your shitness, which is the worst aspects of yourself because that's what makes us human. And there are wounds. And, and there, there's where the strength lies that, you know, if they're imperfect, so am I. It's just like, We've come to a point in society where it's it's pretty soulless and yep. materialistic. So, you know, whenever I encounter somebody, I try and give my heart in the best possible aspects to say, why is this person or what shaped this person for the behaviours? And I think you did NLP as well. So that's quite a useful tool for you from our last conversation that yep. you've, you've got these aspects and you've come to the forefront, you said, because I think it was... You said about was it your depression or something or, or? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've 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 experienced that, and um, I think I think what's interesting is you know you, you talk about you reach this point in your life, and for you it was being faced with 
you know, being faced with prison and, and having your freedom taken away and, 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 you know, something that would really um, disrupt your life. And, and for me, it was, it was all around my work and I just couldn't, I was just done, done for, burnt out, all those, all those kind of phrases. Um, so it, it does, does seem that we, we do need to reach a point in life where, and that, that doesn't relate to age, but that's just, I don't know, a point of crisis, whatever it might be, sometimes to actually start to, to, to look at ourselves. And I think, I think, as you say, you know, there's this, there's this selfish, we, we live in this selfish society um, and we're, we're being, being sort of forced this, this false positivity when, in my view, the answer is the opposite of that. Go to the dark stuff. Yeah, I mean, and, and as you say, you, you know, look, just in my work, whatever I'm working on, whether it be bloody, you know, pricing or marketing or or content, people, you know, being able to 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 post on on social media, um, it all comes back to those very basic, you know, self confidence, self belief, and that always comes comes from, well, generally comes from childhood, but certainly younger experiences. Yeah, I mean, we've we. We've been conditioned to to be shamed to not show our vulnerabilities, and I'll and I'll give an example in a minute how um, when you share your vulnerabilities, like I did it with the with the post about coming on, because when you share your vulnerabilities, it strengthens. In, in my view, it strengthens connection. And I gave a prime example for it was I'm not afraid to cry in front of my wife. I'm not afraid to tell how I feel because there's an inner feminine in all, in all of us anyway. So there's a gentleman. Um, who's married the same as me and the wife and his wife are speaking and he says he doesn't tell me how his feel blah 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 and um, I can't get anything out of him so when we were outside um, this gentleman um, I won't mention no names and I turned around to him and said do you know what I always tell I always tell my wife how I'm feeling and I said you know I said uh, you know there was a, a few instances with, with, with my kid and I opened up and then that vulnerability opened up the connection for him and me to show, or well, that demonstrated that it's okay to be imperfect. So later on that day, the woman turned around and told my wife, she said, oh, he's open right up. Why would he do that? And that's when I shared it with, with my wife, is that when we, when we, you know, it's when we declare our strengths, it's actually, we're looking to control a situation. When we're vulnerable, and helpless, that's when the, the connection strengthens. And like you said, through childhood, when we're scolded for bad behaviour, it seems inappropriate that we have any faults. So, um, you know, that's got a lot to answer for, that we, we, we be ashamed and we like to control the aspect that we can't be imperfect. But such as the diversity be, between people, we're all on an unequal amounts of time in our learning capabilities. So... That, need, that you know that requirement is acceptance of one another because when you accept the other, you know the deepening connection from yourself is is tenfold. It's it's incredible because you're not looking for an answer, you're not looking for certainty, you're not looking for anything that's truthful. And in effect, truth is relative anyway. Everything that I encounter is how I make somebody feel. That reflects my character. How I'm presenting myself. That reflects who I am. Yeah. Um, and consequently, you know, I, I do class myself as a young man. I'm on a journey, but it hasn't been straight. I've had more ups and downs than going on, but I don't expect and I try and adhere to dignity because if I lose my dignity, I will then deem to be 
saying life is unfair, and then we accept that life is unfair. Life is unfair, and it's it's in itself, um, and the, the problems that come with it. Um, because, you know, without the problems, you're not going to grow. You're not going to adapt. No, and I think it, you know it's, it's it's interesting that we talk about it in terms of ups and downs and good and bad. Um, you know, because because life isn't like that. But it's not about I don't know. I suppose the the, the word you know or the term it's not fair. Just, just kind of suggest there's this external force that's out to get us, rather than life is just what it is for us, and we can, re- and we can respond to it. It's, immat- it's immaturity, isn't it? It's you, yeah. you know when you when you start speaking and acting like a child, you know the 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 thing to grasp onto is we need to be curious about ourselves and pay attention to ourselves. Yeah, but understand also that. That inner child never goes away because the, 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 the impact of the parents on us is inherent, no matter how much we think we've grown up. We'll never fully grow up. No. Because, the, the, you know, you, you have to come to these conflicts and, and, and arguments to grow, but understand that the, the impact of our parents will never, never go away. And, diff- you know, we're all in different stages that unless we accept one another, and understand that, like you said, these forces will come and go, whether we like it or not, because you can't stay on a on a perfect keel. Because if we had no problems, life would be perfect. Life's not perfect. So, but yeah, I come true to the thing that you know I post my stuff on that, but I'm just as child as the next man. I'm just as ignorant as the next man. I argue and I pick up on my own childish behaviour, but I'm ruthless with my own behaviour. But I'll also I'll take my guilt because the guilt of your mistakes is a sign of maturity. Also, it's when we avoid. Um, yeah. You know? No, no, I think you know. I've, I've said it, I've said it a few times um, that that through you know my own journey and we've taken different routes that that I've now become you know um, an adult version of. For me, it was eight years old. Eight years old was you know, and, and we've had this conversation, haven't we? The 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 the, the, the guess how how old yeah. someone really is going. It did. It did. You know, and when when you see people at their worst, um, you you know you can put an age on them. I, I you know, it's just something I, I I do. You know, when you see someone throwing a throwing a bit of a hissy fit on 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 LinkedIn, you know, it's like yeah, that's that's the seven year old or, or or whatever age it might be. Um, so I suppose you know as 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 you just said, though, you, you know, you acknowledge your behaviour now. Yeah, um, it's here. And I mean, that's, that's, that's the difference, I think, between between people who've who started down a route of, of actually trying to understand themselves and people who haven't. So a lot of the stuff you see on 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 LinkedIn in particular, and even the stuff that is that is purported as vulnerability isn't. It doesn't come from a, a place of maturity. It's still it's still the child posting. And yeah, of course. I mean, looking for some validation. Yeah, I mean, but for me, for me, I mean, it was Rilke, Ryan and Maria Rilke said, you know, those who are hardest to love most require the love the most because, you know, love will carry people through. And yeah. that is the same as growing up. And I actually, um, my own quote um, to describe my behaviors with this child of inners is, and it's it's this quote and it's it's my own, it's, I am who I am most when things don't go my way or I don't like what people say will show me the developments of where I am going on my journey, um, yeah. which is something, you know, it's a, 
it's a soft approach to people. It's 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 a given in because you know we don't know what's going on in somebody else's story. So we have to show, you know, that we that we have to show the new you know neutrality rather than diving in and trying to give somebody a solution or an answer because it won't work until that person's ready to make amends or do something about it. But at the same time, even if they don't, they don't. It, it, it's not for us to tamper with. Um, you know, soon enough, you know, not to go too deep, but the the psyche or the soul, as you, as you want it, if we don't listen, it'll either drag us or it'll keep presenting us with the opportunities, um, which was how I came to mind because it was unfortunate the answers kept or the questions kept coming and I kept denying the answers and that's when it came to the stage of course and then you know it was like you know you, when you when you live with soul or wholeness you can actually like yourself you you can pick up on um, who requires the work and who requires the love and, and, and it's you know you sit there and, and, and I read some of the stuff on LinkedIn and some of the times, you know, I really, really want to comment and it's like now I've reduced, you know, my comments and that just to posts because, yeah. you know, only somebody can figure it out. And, and, and like, like I said, you know, therapy is best. You are your best own therapist. It's yeah. just a question of, you know, are you going to listen to yourself and dig deep? And if people don't want to do the inner work, you know, that's fine. It's, 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 it's for me. Um, you know, anyone that wants to come up to me and, and, and wants the help or a book suggestion, I'll, I'll always say it's a, it's a relative matter for, for what grabs you. It's, it's, it's what's telling you, it's what's calling you. So. Yeah, no, look, I think, I think a lot of people, you know, people do shy away from doing that inner work. And, and, and or, you know, things like books are great, but, but I think people also use those things as, as something to hide away from actually doing the real work. And that is the, the sitting with yourself and asking yourself the questions or indeed sitting with somebody else and let them ask you the questions. You know, the difficult questions that you wouldn't think of asking yourself necessarily because you've got someone who's coming from a, a completely different perspective. And, and, and I think, it's, you know, essentially you talk about, you know, the, the natural response to from, from most people to someone who's troubled is to give them some advice. Um, and that's never going to work. <laughs> No, because because again, you, you don't. If you give someone advice, you're taking, you're partly taking responsibility for their solution. Hello. Hi, Dan. Yeah, have you got me? Oh, you're still there. Yeah, sorry, lost you yeah. there for a bit. Connection. Yeah. So, so I don't know. I don't know how far I got, but but if you're giving someone advice, you, you're you're partly taking some responsibility for for their solution, and therefore yeah. wh whatever they decide to do, because it will still be them deciding to do it, and they might decide to take your advice and do that thing. They don't really take responsibility for it fully. Well, no, they're not giving the accounts, are they? And, and this is what no. young psychology is about: is it's it's neutral. It's the the the, well, the, the soul reveals to the. <laughs> Not to go too deep, the soul reveals what it gives to the analysis, so that the analysis then relays back the questions to help the person question themselves. Yeah. In regards to answer the questions, and if you look at modern modern day psychology, without the the without the implement of soul, it's it's structurally deceptive and dishonest. Like I said about CBT, CBT gives 
the pos- positive affirmations of, of what's best for them given by the therapist, whereas, you know, you, you can't do that because, you know, it's this person requires to tell a story. And if they're not telling the story, you just, you know, you're just spoon feeding them. It's just, uh, what's the way? Oh, well, I, 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 I would say, you know, CBT is a, it's a sticking plaster. It's uh, absolutely. It's giving people, well, they say strategies, but that's too grand a word. You know, it's giving people some things to do when they feel those feelings. Um, and look, again, in my experience, and, and this isn't just, you know, I've done some pretty deep work with people and it depends what comes up. Um, but, but elements of that always come up. You're always going to hit on, you know, the reason why someone doesn't charge enough in their business. And it's not market rates. It's not all that stuff. It's, it's, it's the things I've, I've mentioned before. It's the self-confidence. And then that runs straight back into generally childhood or, or, or earlier experiences. So I just always believe that you should, you should absolutely go there. And I've done a lot of that myself. And sometimes, you know, I've actively gone looking for it. But sometimes it just sort of hits you between the eyes, you know, when you're, when you're, doing, when you're not really thinking about it. Um, so I suppose what I've understood is the the family system that I was in and whilst it wasn't, you know, wasn't abusive or anything like that, but, but you just start to, to notice the things that really did have a, a powerful impact on you. Um, and you, you sort of, when those things are triggered later in life, you become that five-year-old, that eight-year-old, whatever, whatever what? age it was. Um, you know, I, I remember, um, having a problem. It was my first experience of working with a coach and I was having some real problems with the MD and the company I was working for. And I was doing some work with this woman. It was some NLP stuff. It was some sort of timeline therapy. Um, and I, she sort of got me to imagine that I'm there with this guy. And she, she asked me how old I am. How old do you feel? And it was eight straight away. There was no, there was no thinking about it. There was no, I don't know what you mean. I'm eight, I feel like an eight year old. Um, and then she said, can you imagine what that's like for him? <laughs> He's presented with this, this 40 year old guy who's shuffling around and looking at the floor like an eight-year-old. Well, in, in my own experience, how I broke that down with, with, with the works and readings that I do is when we see that other person and we don't agree, which I might have to strap, you don't have to like what somebody says, but it's, it's when, we, when we feel offended or when we don't agree or, or when we make that known, we feel morally ostracised by the parents and it's, I'm looking at my mum and dad. So the, 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 the biggest aspect of that is, you know, that other person is a human being. And this is where narcissism comes involved. There's actually a control and immature element that we don't want to accept that or, or view that somebody's ever got opinion because we're still looking at our mums and, mums and dads and we've still got to grow up. So you have to look at the heart of the matter of, oh, yeah, okay. And um, I think it was in a conversation again with, um, my wife and myself were, and um, we were spoke we spoke about uh, a topic of conversation which we were at different points with experience where she'd encountered somebody with oh I've forgotten the name of the um, autism and yep. I and I explained that um, when we went to um, the therapy that there's something wrong with them. In effect, we're telling something that's wrong with them because we haven't accepted them, and then they have to live with that. Whereas she based it on the experience that um, she'd seen or treated the girl first hand with 
with, with, with this with this autism and I that's when I said this is where differences of opinions or whatever it doesn't mean I'm right doesn't mean you're wrong doesn't mean I'm right doesn't mean you're wrong I'm looking at you as a person I'm yeah. not my mother I think a lot of the times with this is 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 the growing up what mental age you're at and the fact that you're still looking at mum and dad um, but understanding that you know, that eight-year-old in NLP probably is still there and um, just the same as it is with me because the inner child that's, that's always there that needs the the constant um, supervision and reparenting because in effect you, we, we're all reparenting ourselves and we're all walking each other home. Yeah. Um, I can't remember who said that. So it's a constant, it's a constant work, fail, problems, mistakes and then adapt to that each time. And I think for, for myself, my questions, the deeper I further I go in, my questions are getting harder to answer. I mean, I I, I put the, the last six weeks, I think I put it on a thing. I've been really, really slapped around by my shadow um, and had some questions to answer, which were really tough this time. Um, but it won't be the end of it, I understand that. So I think I know I put a lot of my stuff on. And now I've pushed it as far as I can go, and I'm I'm, I'm putting this on the podcast because to make to to show that just because somebody has an understanding of what it's about, the work's never finished. So I'm actually going to go into analysis uh, with a high, highly regarded younger because my maps to read them, but my analysis is covering the, t- the terrain. So yep. I want to go further in um, and and cut these. What, what should we say? Cut these illusions of. Um, and and detachment to really, really find and understand myself and benefit so that I'm more empathetic with others, that I'm more accepting of others and, you know, really come to the root of my of my problems. So, you know, therapy, I think, and, and a change in the subject is therapy is a, I think a lot of it is seen in the eyes that it's, you know, that there's something wrong with you when actually therapy and psychology is, actually dealing with you to be more realistically human. Yes. So. Yeah. No, I, I think, I think, you know, it, it is that whole, the whole area of accepting acceptance, you know, and, and I think, you know, th- this conversation around validation, those, those two things are, are connected, but again, people are looking for something outside of themselves in order to be able to accept themselves. Want to be seen because the way, the way I, the way I, the way I, ex- I experienced it myself is the wanting to be seen is, was digging back by not being seen by my parents to find that inner from, from, from the inside, like you've said. Um, and like you've posted the scene, like obviously the attention is it's wanting to be congratulated on living and doing the things that we should already be doing. We want to be congratulated and look what I know, you know, and soul doesn't want that, doesn't want attention, doesn't want any gain, it wants poverty, sacrifice, uh, depth, which is within the tragedy. And within that tragedy, there's meaning is, is how I looked at it and it's how I figured, you know, I did have a Facebook and I was putting pictures and putting them in it, but then I was going, I actually want, I'm, I'm not accepting myself. And now, um, unless the wife's taking a picture, I won't take a picture because it's like, I don't need mum and dad's attention. But then in the same time, my posts and quotes is still a complex, Dave. 
it's still attention to be yeah. ruthless with my own behavior because I want to be congratulated by my own mother for look what I know. I'm clever. So people that are doing it, doing the same. So if people are doing it and listening to this, I'm just, I'm just as imperfect for putting these quotes and posts on because it is, it's a complex that will never go away, but it's recognizing that it's there. But if you're running along and not recognizing it, it's going to, it's going to play havoc all the time. So, you know, I'm not going to question somebody else's behavior about ripping apart my, my own because I'm, like yourself, repost, 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 you know, but I won't put videos up and everything because it's like, like I said. No, yeah, uh, look, and I think, I think, you know, the way I've sort of described it, you, you can see, you can see people's real, real selves leaking out between the content that they put out because it's, it's dressed up as being, being this sort of positive action, you know, posting about whatever, but, over over the course of time, if you if you watch someone's content, I mean, and I've said this about myself, it's like if you if you were to look back over my last year and a half's content on on LinkedIn, you, you'd have the story of who I am. You'd, you'd know exactly what I'm about, and and if you could see it, you'd be able to see all my faults and all the things that drive me to to live my life in the way I do. Um, and I think I, I just think it's interesting that 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 we. You know, it's like we we seem to as humans we seem to need to reach this this crisis point, this this rock bottom, you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, but we we are not certainly in the in the Western world. We're not in a culture where we where we, we we get the opportunity or even the awareness that we can start to understand this stuff at an earlier age. I mean, yeah, I mean that's that's the the like you said, you know, a, a, a lot of girls or or children should I say, uh, unfortunately being in positions where we haven't been taught to love ourselves and accept ourselves who we are and have our own strength or inner voice or we've been um, told off um, and being ashamed to make our mistakes. So the message, I mean, I've got five daughters and what we guide my girls to is to speak their mind, to find their own strength to let us know how they're feeling, to let us know that that it's all right to have an off day. You're not always going to get things right. Um, and and I think it was on another post with my daughter for her birthday and that, that you like the post is to find that she doesn't need the validation for anyone for her existence, that she's her own person, that she's second to nobody. Um, unfortunately, how we were parented, again, not their faults, but... You know, we're passed down from generation to generation of being shouted at, shamed, instead of being loved for who we are and told, you know, we're terrific, but life will throw curveballs at you. Um, so, you know, this is what I guide and implement my own daughters to now. Um, yep. That if you fall down, you're going to get back up at the floor harder and it's going to teach you the lessons, um, which is, you know, one of the girls, Scarlett, she's, uh, I, I can honestly say she's a, a, emotionally, she's so gifted and picking up and, and, and reading the things. And we had a conversation when COVID first kicked off and she said, um, and she's only 11, and she said, uh, I think this is to teach everybody a lesson, to love each other, to love themselves um, and to show them what life is about. 
yes. main 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 Mrs. Adams were absolutely stunned. Yes. And that's when the wife turned around. She goes, "Do you believe in God?" She goes, "I do. I believe in something, and I believe in something bigger than man. And I don't know everything, and I'm not supposed to know everything." And I was just like. I was really amazed at this because I was like, you know, you're saying this at 11, you know, it's an old soul. I described it, an old soul and a young body because, yeah, she's, you know, you can tell her because she likes all like granny puddings and stuff. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. and that's the child learning, the adult learning off the child. It's like, it's not one way in this house. It's like we all learn off each other. So, this, you know, the house is, the house is full of it. So. Yeah, and look, I, and, and I, I sort of compare my compare my son. I mean, he's he's nearly seventeen. Um, and sometimes, I mean, it's it's just it often it often it often joke. It's like if if he and I went out and we might just go shopping or something, he he would often joke that he, he was. It's like he's 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 my carer and he's taking me out for the day. <laughs> so it's like he's he's wiser than me in many ways. And and I, look, I, I just think a lot of this stuff, a lot of what gets in the way is that there's there's I think people are fearful of accepting who they are because that means they've got to acknowledge their faults. And it then means they can live in this world of this, oh, I could be this, you know, I could be this successful. I could earn this much money. I could drive this kind of car. Um, and it keeps them in a place where they're less likely to achieve that. But it means, means loving as well. I mean, it's, it's, the, it's the hardest thing to do is to, is to love and forgive a lot of people are, uh, you know, this this aspect of, you know, it's about forgiving ourselves and loving ourselves as well. It's like, it, it, it's it's, but it's the it's the only it's the only way. It's, it's the most powerful force to heal, um, and that's obviously loving, you know, loving the the aspects and dark aspects of yourself. But you, what we've got to understand is that not everyone's going to get it. So it's down to us, the ones who are more humble. And ignorant to say, you know, to you know, to take a knee in such an yeah. aspect because, you know, it's you know, even if they don't, um, it, like I said before, if you give that person the experience of who they are, they've got they've got a fine shot to do it. I mean, you know, I I was fortunate in my own journey to pull away and work on myself for two three years and really really, you know, dig deep and still dig deep now, and yeah. it was only until I realised that my dad was blaming me. So then that's when I was like, I was being a victim. But then I went, I dig further back. And that's when I spoke to my uncle and said, did my granddad used to blame my dad? He said, yeah, he was pretty controlling. Yeah. So then I started reading on narcissism, what was about, guilt, the imperfections. And that's when Jung's work really, really started to kick in. And I was like, I'm a broken mess, but my brokenness and my imperfections is what, People relate to when you when you show them that, hey, you know, I'm I'm I've just got as many faults as you. Um, you, you start to see people start to see themselves in their own light because they're going, wow, well, this person really is just human. And it, I think there was a um, a part in the in the marriage where you know my my own wife was like, sometimes I don't think you've got faults. And I was like, I've, I've got more faults and you have made more mistakes than anybody. But it's yeah. that mistakes have propelled me to where I am at the moment. And yeah, it's, 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 if people could embrace the wounds and know what a broken heart has got so many treasures to, you know, learn from, it's, it's, it's just stepping into that, 
stepping out the lights and into the dark. It's just, yeah, people don't. Yeah. People don't. I just think that that can be that can be quite hard in in a judgmental society. You know that that can it can be hard to show those vulnerabilities because you know it's, it's like as you know you post someone posts something on on social media and they just get get swamped with you know good and good and bad responses let's say um, and you know if you look at if you look at parenting if you look at the education system um, it's constant judgment. I mean I've done a lot of work with sports people and that's that's you know people view these 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 guys and women as as these real kind of real super people but they're often more fragile than everybody else because they are constantly being judged and measured yeah for me dave for me the way i the way i break it down is a person is free to say whatever they want to me mm-hmm. or like me or hate me it's down to me to change that because if I don't, I only lock myself in prison. And it, that again comes back to acceptance. It means you don't have to like it, but if you don't allow somebody the freedom of space to, you know, say what they want or act in the want, you know, you, you, we, we lock ourselves in our own prison. So it's, it's but it's, it, but it's tough, you know, but you know, you, we don't always get it right. So sometimes, you know, that one person is going to, you know, rattle you. But then that shows you that we're just that we're just human that we make the mistakes. So it's easy yeah. To and look, you can you can accept that someone has that opinion. It doesn't. You don't have to accept what they say as as a truth. And again, I think this is. I don't know. I don't know if this has got worse. I suppose it's just got more visible with social media. Is that there's this this sort of the fight to be right, as I call it. Well, it's um, it's nicknamed the echo chamber because. I don't know whether, and I'll give you a bit of quick myth because we're running out of time soon, but uh, social media is called the echo chamber. Um, and if you know, social media raises a lot of narcissism. Now, yeah. narcissists, when it's all echo or, the, the, or the, the story goes that echo lost their voice when she saw narcissism. Yeah. People lose the voice over social media. So it's, it's quite an interesting myth, which is related. So that was just my quick spin with myth on social media it's it's raising high levels of narcissism but in effect we're all losing our voices when we don't accept each other's opinions yes and, and we're seeing this played out with uh, with the conversation about racism and well it, I, I suppose I, I see these things play out in the same way every time there's a there's a process that they go through um in terms of you know, it's it's like the Black Lives Matter. It's like everyone's everyone is in in uproar about this terrible thing that's happened, um, and then everyone's really positive about it, and they seem to be coming together. And then the arguments start, <laughs> and you just end up every time you end up with this shit show, don't you? Of of Absolutely. actually, I mean, I didn't, of, of actually, sorry, I didn't. a lot of people just trying to be right, rather than my view in any in any difficult situation, the first thing you've got to do is find some common ground, find something that you can you can base the rest of the conversation on that is a fundamental agreement of something in principle. Is it, is it right, Dave, or the judging? Because you'd be, be judged by being right from, and I have to mention it because we haven't mentioned it for the thing, but when we judge and want to be right, it's the ego's work to protect us from thinking. Yeah. And thinking is harder. That's why they judge, which what Jung said. So, yeah, so we're, when we're quick, we're not actually thinking. Yeah. So... Well, and, and I, had to say the ego thing. I had to say the ego thing in there because if you wipe his, she'll, she'll probably say, you never mentioned ego once. <laughs> <laughs> Look, and, and 
Look, I think we, we're probably, I don't know, it might be worth just looking for, for a way just to sort of sum this up at the moment and, and look, we can we can have more conversations and I, indeed I'd like to. Um, it may be that there are some sort of spin-offs from this. Um, Absolutely. Because what I, I find these, these, you know, I've, I've, I've done a lot of personal work, but I know, as you said, you know, it, it doesn't just, just end. And I think that's a lot of people's fear is that it's, you know, and I've had this, I've had people run a mile from me, you know, you start asking them questions and, and they get to that point where they just think, if I if I start unpicking this, I'm just going to completely unravel, and I'm never going to put myself back together again. Well, in effect, you shine in the mirror back at them, aren't you? And then that's when it becomes unbearable. If you show somebody his faults, they'll either go one or two ways. They'll want to head further in, and and and, and love it. Um, and yeah. I know you're looking for thinking, or like I said, like the child, we'll avoid the conflict, we'll run. Um, but again, it's it's if they want to do that. We have to give them the freedom and right to do that. Um, yeah. Like I said, I, I try and love and see everybody with the with with the with, with heart and, and the wisdom is in heart of yeah. not knowing why a person's like that, to, to give them the experience and that person can figure it out. And if you can love somebody and accept somebody, you don't have to like him, but and like I said, you know, you love their faults as you love your own. We give each other a fighting chance, really do. Yeah, and look, I think it's, it's always interesting, and, and I mean, I think we did we did touch on this in our last conversation. You know, I'm interested in <clears throat> serial killers, but but just from the perspective of when you start to, you know, there's this person who's portrayed as this this terrible evil person, and yes, they've done they've done bad things, which which ideally wouldn't have happened, but when you start to understand their backstory, it's it's. I mean, g- generally, I'm like, ah, oh, right, yeah, now I understand. Now I understand so that, why that, that person became a serial killer. Thinking, doesn't it? It requires yeah. a, a high level of thinking and, and growing up. But for me, for, for me, that's the the approach now. What's gone on? Why have they done that? What's gone yeah. on so terrible to make a person behave like that? And go, do they need love? Do they lack love? Well, you're obviously lacking love in the first place if you go around killing people. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then when you see, when you, when you sort of see their MO and you compare that to, the, the, the life's experiences that got to that point, you can actually see why they why they murder in the way they do. You know, um, Jeffrey Dahmer's the, a, a good example. You know, of, of wanting to wanting to have people there and keep them there because of his experiences as a, ch- as a child. So um, I, I don't know. I just think this stuff is is often way way in deep somewhere, and you just got to keep digging, as you say. Um, just just keep going at it, and and you can't always force that. Sometimes you've got to back away. You know, and I've done it before. I've just walked away from all this, all this type of thinking. Um, but then, when you do that, often something grabs you back. That's it. You just, you know, like we said, you, to, to to conclude, it's it, it's it's all about loving your brother or sister, but loving yourself and understanding that whatever's gone on, you can only, you know, love that person like you love yourself and understand that we're all in this together. None of us are getting away with. Um, being perfect because three, you know, three doors are open and one door's shut. If we yeah. didn't have that fault, we would never grow. And for me, it's about adaption. It's about loving the faults and learning from um, every every moment of life is a gesture that's hovering either towards the truth or away from the truth. Yeah, it's just answers which way we want to step. But um, I'm all fatter, as I say, which is love your fate. So. Love the fate and love love the love the cards that you've been dealt with because you know if you don't 
you'll suffer tenfold, tenfold when we if you don't accept our suffering, and we're all suffering. Um, and my, you know, my final thought is, is you know, I can do the compelling narrative of the misery of human existence because, you know, love is opposed to all about the self and it's all what's imperfect and what's hardest to love, not what's easiest. Would be my th- yes. final thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. I think I think it's a good place to stop. Um, so, look, thanks for coming on, Den, and I'm sure we'll. Thanks for having me on, Dave, and it's been a pleasure speaking to you. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely up for doing a few more if you're if you're if you're interested in, in absolutely. And obviously, you know, the people are listening in. If they want something else, maybe they could uh, touch on a subject that they that they want to hear us to, to speak about, and I'd I'd be happy to do some research, and you do some research, and we talk yeah. on a topic that somebody's interested in. Yeah, uh, I'm, no, great stuff. Yeah, thanks for your time, Dave. Yeah, and you too, Dan. Cheers, mate. I'll see you soon. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. Cheers, bye. Thanks very much for listening to the latest episode of the Bullshit Detective podcast. My name's Dave Brown, and thanks very much to Dan Adams for coming on. Interesting conversation, actually. Uh, And if you do wish to catch future episodes, please remember to subscribe wherever you normally get your podcasts. See you next time. Bye.